hi. I didn't see you there. When did you get here? Come in. Have a seat. Welcome to the show. This is issue 19 of 3Bzine Presents Popcast, a.k.a. the Tomcast Popcast. And I am your host, I am Tom. Thank you for uh, joining in. I apologize for the delay between episodes. Uh, It could not be helped or avoided, but I'm glad we are back together today for what I hope will be a fun-filled, joyous episode. And, uh, you know, let's get down to it. Let's let's talk about some of the things we've missed in the past week. It is just me today. My schedule is very hard, uh, so trying to get coordinated with, with with our good friends was a little bit of a challenge, but I wanted to get something together for everybody uh, so that we had a show for the week. I hate I hate missing missing shows, and uh, so I wanted to put together a little something for you guys. All right, so a little bit of news first. But what the main thing we're talking about today is this is this is Monday that we're recording this, and uh, over the weekend, Captain Marvel, the newest film in the Marvel Cinematic Universe, debuted and uh, did 153 million dollars worth of business. So I'm assuming a fair amount of you who are listening went to see it. Now, just in case there are those who didn't, I don't think we're going to go into too many spoilers for the, for the film. We're going to talk about some stuff, some, some minor plot detail stuff, but no spoilers. So if you haven't seen the film just yet, I will not be ruining anything for you in that film. We will discuss certain aspects of it, so if you want to stay cert- like 100% spoiler-free, you don't want to hear anything about it, come back to the show after you've seen the film. Uh, but I, again, I'm not going to give away any major plot points. Um, so it's up to you. You've been warned. I hope you listen. And if you don't want to listen until you see the movie, then come back afterwards and join the discussion there. The best part about the podcast is that it's it's here whenever you want to listen to it. So with that in mind, I wanted to talk about a few quick news stories that have popped up over the past well, past week or so. Uh, the first one being that the CW is ending Arrow after it's it'll have one more eighth eighth and final season this fall it'll be a a short season 10 episodes long uh and i'm calling my shot right now that uh arrow will sacrifice himself to save the flash when they do the uh crisis on infinite earths crossover spectacular i'm calling my shot i'm saying uh all he's gonna die to save barry we'll see how it goes uh but it's it's a what's the best way to put it uh it's it's kind of a big deal that's that, that is the show that uh launched Warner Brothers on television as, as, as kind of a force to be reckoned with, you know, as, as big a force as Marvel is in the, in the cinema at, at the movie theater. Uh, DC's been doing really well on TV for eight years, and uh, this show was, was the start of all of that. Uh, so it'll be, as, as much as the show has frustrated me over the years, it will be sad to see it go. And, uh, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll be sticking with it until the very, very end. So hopefully it goes out on on a on a strong note. It's it's this season's been pretty strong. It's been enjoyable. Uh, they got rid of the flash the flashbacks and doing flash forwards, which I think has been more fun. Uh, and hopefully that all ties together very very nicely. It was also announced last week. Uh, a lot of talk from Warner Brothers again about their Suicide Squad two film. Now I feel like a lot of you are are like me in this regard. Uh, you didn't think too highly of the first Suicide Squad film. It came out with that that fantastic trailer and then gave us a movie that uh, didn't really seem to to deliver the goods as far as that all went. Uh, Some some big news as far as the casting goes is that 
Uh, Idris Elba will be taking over the role of Deadshot from Will Smith, who's not coming back. Uh, as far as I'm concerned, I think that's an upgrade because Idris Elba is a pretty fantastic actor and a super badass. I think that's so. I think that's good news for Deadshot. Um, we don't know if Harley Quinn will be in this movie because she is doing the Birds of Prey movie, which will feature Harley Quinn and um, Huntress and Black Canary at the very. There's some other characters in there too. I can't remember who they are right at the moment. So we don't know if she's coming back just yet. We also don't know if Rick Flagg is coming back, who was played by uh, Joel Kinnaman. But the movie's now in the hands of James Gunn, who was fired by Marvel, uh, formerly of the Guardians of the Galaxy franchise, the Guardians 1 and 2. Uh, and Warner Brothers tapped him to take over this, this, ser- this series and uh, see if he could write the ship a little bit. Well, they announced recently what characters he will be using for his film. And I have to tell you, it is an eclectic mix at best. There, there were some random characters in the first Suicide, Suicide Squad film, uh, but these ones, woo, woo, baby. There's a couple of them that even I had to look up online because I was, I was just like, who the hell is that? Uh, first and foremost is Ratcatcher, a, a, a Batman villain, probably C to D level Batman villain. Uh, and yes, his name is basically what he does. Uh, he is a rat catcher, <laughs> but he can. Or actually, the, in the film, they're going to they're going to swap uh, swap genders and make it a female. So this female character will be able to communicate with rats, and um, yeah, we'll see where that goes. Uh, you will also have King Shark, who you may be familiar with if you watch Flash on CW, uh, but this will be a different version of him. But I'm assuming that would be pretty heavily CGI'd. Uh, you also get. Polka Dot Man, a.k.a. Mr. Polka Dot, another one of Batman's D-list supervillains. Uh, he grows multicolored polka dots on his body that he can turn into fireballs and other weapons. <laughs> Which, okay, cool. Uh, and then another character who I was not familiar with at all, but apparently his, his name is Peacemaker, a.k.a. Christopher Smith. He is an agent of peace whose motives are driven by an extremist form of pacifism that would ma- that make him love peace so much that he would kill for it. I, I I'm I, I have no words for that. Uh, but I I think James Gunn might be the right guy to to take this very diverse and eclectic mix of characters and figure out something fun to do with them. Uh, the rumor is that the Peacemaker character might be played by Dave Bautista, uh, who also played Drax in Guardians. So that's kind of some exciting news, I suppose. Uh, I didn't, I, you know, I'll be honest. When 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 Batista was first announced as Drax, I was hesitant to think that was a good idea. Uh, but Batista has convinced me, not over not just the Guardians film, but but some of his other other pictures that he's been in, uh, that he's 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 actually a pretty good actor. And uh, you know, I give Gun, I, I give Batista a lot of credit for for staying loyal to James Gunn when all when he was under fire. Um, in, in Disney and when Marvel decided to let him go. I don't know. This is, I, like I said, I'm, I, I, I think James Gunn is, is the right person for this project. I think he's going to bring a, a fun, fresh vision to it. But this is a weird mix of characters, I'm not going to lie. But I'm, I'm going to give James Gunn the benefit, benefit of the doubt, and uh, you know, we'll, we'll see what he can put together. I suspect, uh, I, I suspect it'll come together nicely, but he's got his work cut out for him, that's for sure. All right, so that's that's the main news stories that I wanted to talk about. You know, obviously the big news here is Captain Marvel coming out, and I would have, lo- I would have, like I said, I would have loved to have some, some, uh, at least one more person here, 
maybe even more to have a, a, a more well-rounded discussion about the film. Uh, but again, it just it just wasn't going to work out, and I wanted to get, I wanted to get something. I was just excited to talk about the movies. I just wanted to wanted to get to get, get a show put together, and, and we can have a little chit chat, and you guys can tell me I'm I'm crazy or not, or you agree with me. Captain Marvel is a good flick. It is not without problems, though. So let me say right up front, Captain Marvel is a really fun movie. It's enjoyable, pretty much from start to finish. There's a, a lull or two here and there. But it's a good time. There's a great chemistry between Brie Larson and Sam Jackson and uh, the rest of the characters. The, the dynamic, the relationship between all of them, I think is what makes the movie so, so enjoyable from start to finish. It has a certain amount of charm to it. I think a lot of the credit for that goes to Brie Larson uh, for being a, a, a charismatic person and, and bringing this film together. There, I don't. The, the, the movie suffers in the same way that a lot of Marvel films suffer at first, the first time around, you know, it, it, in, in the same vein as, 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 as Thor, as Doctor Strange, as, you know, the, those entry movies are, are challenging sometimes because you know more or less what you're getting. You're getting an origin story. And it, it doesn't leave a lot of wiggle room for, for, creative, for creativity sometimes. Um, they tried to do some different stuff in this one so that it wasn't quite as paint-by-numbers as some of the other origin films have been. Uh, they gave us a bit of a mystery that the character tr- is trying to unravel into her own origins as we're watching her unravel these things. Um, but it does it's not 100% cohesive in that regards. The, 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 the scripting and the... And, you know, even the directing to a certain extent are not are not the movie's strong points. It's competently directed. It is competently written. There's no, there's not a lot of plot holes or story gaps or logic issues with the film at all. It's it's a little... Like I said, it's it serves its purpose. It gets the job done, and you have a good time while you're watching it, but it doesn't elevate an origin movie the way that Black Panther did when that came out at the beginning of last year. Again, but that being said... This is a movie you want to see. It's a fun time, and it's a, it's it's an important part of the Marvel Cinematic Universe, in that it helps really set the stage for what's going to happen in the next Avengers movie. We know this character is going to be a big deal, so you might as well go to the movie and see what she's all about. And like I said, Brie Larson is fantastic in the role. It's a fantastic character, and that's what really is that is really what's going to pull you through any kind of lulls you might have in the in the actual picture itself and yes it does set the stage for avengers we get a big 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 clue of how she fits in to avengers endgame and what role she might have as far as battling thanos or how she matches him on a power level depending on how you want to look at it and you know we, we don't know anything about this movie we don't know really know what's going to happen what the scale of the movie is, but there is an intrinsic tie now between Captain Marvel and the events of that film. Again, I'm not going to say what happens. You go to the movie, see for yourself. I think you're going to figure it out because they make it pretty obvious. But it's a solid film, and I like it. I, one of the things I did like about it was that the, the trailers show you one thing, and uh, the movie goes and shows you something a little bit different. It, it kind of you go into the movie thinking you know what you saw from the trailer, but the story changes at a certain point, and I think that was a nice little twist to it. I was glad they did that. And, um, again, I, I, I don't want to spoil things. There's some wonderful performances in the film. 
All right, the movie has some really great performances from from Brie Larson, from Samuel Jackson. Uh, I think Ben Mendelsohn does a fantastic job as the the leader of the Skrulls, as Talos. Jude Law, very I thought he had a nice performance as John Rogg. And Annette Benning has a nice presence in the film. Uh, Lashana Lynch, Clark Gregg shows up as Agent Coulson, which is fun. It, the movie is very very strong as far as its cast goes, and I think the cast is what overcomes some of the shortcomings of the script, of perhaps the directing, if you want to take it that far. The script had a lot of people in it, by the way. It's uh, it's written... The writing credits on the film go to Anna Bowden, Ryan Fleck, uh, Geneva Robertson, Dwart for the screenplay, and then you get story by uh, Nicole Perlman, Meg Lefauve, and Bowden, Ryan Fleck, and Geneva Robertson, Dwart. Uh, the film is directed by Anna Bowden and Ryan Fleck, so the directors had a hand into the, into the scripting of the film, which is nice because you get a little bit of consistency there. But that's a lot of hands in, in the script, and I don't know if maybe that's where some of the shortcomings in the film come from. Um, I, again, this is my opinion. Take it, take it for what it is. It's, like I said, it's a strong film. It's the, uh, the character is important, especially in the grand scheme of things. Uh, I debated whether or not to dive into Captain Marvel's comic book history, uh, just as kind of like a point of reference for everybody. But I'll be perfectly honest. I, I decided I don't really want to do that because uh, the the movie simplifies the character to her essence, which I think is the most important part of the film. Is that it's it strips away you know it strips away a lot of the excess baggage that a lot of you know comic book characters have a ton of baggage. Most of them have been around for a long time. Carol Danvers is no exception. Uh, she was created back in in the sixties for the original Captain Marvel series when Captain Marvel was a dude. Um, and over those decades, you know, things have happened. Think the character's gone down different avenues, different roads. She wasn't always Captain Marvel. Or, again, Captain her becoming Captain Marvel in the comics is a fairly recent development too. Uh, but I don't, I don't want to throw a bunch of comic book nonsense necessarily out at an audience that may or may not care about that sort of thing. I mean, if you want to, if you want to take a peek at some of the craziness of Carol Danvers' comic book history, uh, go to go to her Wikipedia page because it is littered with some of the craziness that goes on in comic book stories from the seventies, eighties, and nineties all the way up to today. What's most important is today, though. Carol Danvers is Captain Marvel in the comics, and she has been for. Oh, at least five, six, seven, eight years. You know, Marvel made a conscientious decision um, roughly a decade or so ago that they needed to start getting their women characters a higher profile. And and Carol was a prime candidate for that. So they, they started... Uh, there, was a, there was a process as far as that went for, for them. And uh, Carol is the one who's, who jumped to the head of the pack as far as leading female characters. And it doesn't hurt that she's the most powerful character in the Marvel Universe. So her stepping up and embracing the role of Captain Marvel, who previously, when it was a man, um, was the most powerful character in the Marvel Universe. The original Captain Marvel uh, dies in a, in a very sad comic book from the 80s. He, no one really, you know, they had several characters take the mantle between his death, which I think was in 83, all the way up to when Carol took it. Like, a lot of people have held that Captain Marvel mantle. But they don't matter, because none of them measured up Carol's the first one that measures up and surpasses the bar set by the original Captain Marvel character 
And that is the most important aspect of the, of the character. And that is the most important aspect that we need to know going into this. And that's why the film I think is the, is a great representation of the character. So you don't need to like weigh yourself down with a ton of history of the comic book character. There are a couple of really great collections that are, that are currently available. Uh, I would recommend the Captain Marvel comics that are written by uh, Kelly Sue DeConnick as, as, as your entry point, because that is when the character became Captain Marvel. That's pretty much the beginning, and those books are only five to six years old, and they're really strong. They are, they are what you would expect from Marvel when they're when they're trying when they're playing at their best. And uh, Kelly Sue DeConnick did a fantastic job on that series, and uh, she she stick she stuck around with that character for quite a while. So you can find uh, several different volumes of, of her work on Captain Marvel, and they are definitely worth checking out. And that, I think that is going to be the closest thing you can find to what you see on the, on the screen. I mean, obviously it's where the costume came from, but more importantly, like that's that version of Carol is the closest to the Carol we get in the, in the movies, which is what you want. I think, like I said, there's no reason to go back and rehash some of the characters, uh, crazy history. You know, she had, she's had dealings with, with the X-Men over the years. And, and there's a whole history of her with alcoholism at one point in her, in her, in her career. There's, there's all kinds of, just, just crazy, crazy things, and I don't know if people really want to hear about it because I don't think it's worth it. Because comic books have a lot of crazy stuff. I love them, but they're crazy. I believe if you are a fan of the Marvel Cinematic Universe, you are going to enjoy this film. It sets the stage for the next, really, the next phase of Marvel because after Endgame, everything's going to change. And you know, there's been a lot of speculation on on what the Marvel Cinematic Universe will look like. Uh, you know, what characters are going to come out of Endgame intact <laughs> for lack of a better word and, and what characters may uh, may ride off into the sunset when when uh, endgame finally wraps up here in gosh a little over a month until that's released but what is but what is without a doubt going to happen is Brie Larson and Captain Marvel are going to be the face of the new Marvel Cinematic Universe moving forward in this next phase of the of in this next iteration of the Marvel Cinematic Universe, you know, I, it's it's a very strong possibility that that Tony Stark and Steve Rogers and Thor may be different iterations or different characters when we see them next. Um, you know, those those actors have inhabited those roles for a long time. There have been some cryptic messages on on Instagram or, or I'm sorry, on Twitter from the actors playing them. They make it seem like everything's kind of done. They they've their run with the characters are over. We'll see if that if that's what comes to pass or not. But Captain Marvel's here to stay, so see the film, check it out. I am keeping my ear to the the grindstone as it is on on the internet uh, because there is a segment of the population that is still not well versed in the realities of the world and uh, the role that women play in it nowadays and think that uh, female superheroes have no place in movies or in comics for that matter, which I think we all know is patently stupid and patently wrong. Uh, so I'm, I'm waiting to find some more concrete evidence of, of some backlash against the character. There have been some negative reviews of the film, but they don't outright, outright say, blah, 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 I hate women, which is kind of what I'm really waiting, waiting to get at with people. And we all know that's stupid. 
One thing I did want to mention also uh, was the strong presence from Stan Lee in this film. This is uh, the first MCU movie that's come out uh, since his passing. And uh, they do just an incredible tribute to him as the film's opening, uh, you know, as the, as the Marvel logo's playing out. And then, uh, of course, he has one of his patented cameos, which uh, people of the 90s like myself will appreciate. Uh, I won't tell you what it is, but... <laughs> But like I said, those of us from the 90s will, will definitely remember what he's referencing in it. Um, and I thought, it was, like, again, I thought it was a very touching uh, you know, tribute and uh, just a great thing to see Stan still involved in the movies after his, his passing. And, uh, you know, it, 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 it brought a little something to the very beginning of the movie that I wasn't expecting as I kind of got a little, little misty uh, right as, as, as everything was starting. Uh, but a touching tribute nonetheless, and uh, I, I really give Marvel uh, a ton of credit for always remembering uh, the creators who, who, especially Stan, I should say, um, in this case. Um, you know, they, they've always done a good job of thanking the creators and the credits and stuff like that, but, you know, obviously Stan is the reason why most of this all exists, and uh, it just was very, very nice to, to see them still honoring him in that way. And I'll be honest, I hope they keep doing it. <laughs> like I said, they wouldn't be here without without that guy. Uh, so that was awesome to see. Uh, again, I would love to talk about to this, to uh, have a discussion about this film with someone in the room with me. So I'm hoping I can pull that together sooner rather than later. Um, one of the reasons why I wanted to do the show now. Again, I wanted to do something kind of spoiler-free for the moment, but I'd like to have a bigger discussion where we can talk about certain scenes and certain aspects of the film in more depth, uh, and I would definitely want to have a person here for that. I don't know who that'll be just yet. Uh, you know, we have the, the, the usual cast of, of my my, uh, my rogues gallery of uh, you know Jeff, Casey, and, and Roger. I think are all chomping the bit to talk about this one. Uh, I just got. I'll be honest; it's on me. I got to get my uh, I got to get my my schedule a little bit more organized. Uh, so that I can make it happen. But we are going to have a more in-depth conversation about Captain Marvel. But like I said, I do I did want to give you guys a show this week. Uh, and uh, you, we can't not talk about Captain Marvel right now. That is the biggest thing in pop culture. Uh, like I said, it is, it's done $153 million at the box office. And deservedly so. This is a... Uh, this is a big deal for Marvel. This is their first, you know, big-time female superhero character. Uh, I, I thought about trying to get into a conversation... And, you know, discussing Wonder Woman and Captain Marvel, but I don't want to pit those two characters against each other because it, it doesn't make any sense and it's counter and it's counterproductive to the, to the argument. The fact is both these characters are awesome and they deserve the spotlight, and that's all that really matters. So I'm not going to take any time of, of trying to, uh, you know, knock one of them down a peg or two to, to, to highlight the other one. That doesn't make any sense, so we're not going to do that. But if you haven't seen the movie, I really, really highly, highly recommend that you do. Again, even if you're not a Captain Marvel fan per se, like it's not, maybe it's not a character you're super familiar with, take the time to get to know this character. Uh, again, Brie Larson does a fantastic job of bringing the character to life, embodying the best elements of the character, and I give, like I said, if I, I feel like I've knocked the script a little bit, but they do a great job of stripping away so much of the extra crap from the character that we didn't need to have in the film that it makes it a really clean, enjoyable watching experience because. Again, you don't you don't have to worry about all the other comic book nonsense. I mean, I th this is one of those cases where I feel like 
I knew too much going in because I know some of her comic book history, which luckily matters for nothing in this film. And I love that very, very much about it. Uh, so I hope everyone will check out the movie if you haven't already. I hope you enjoyed it. If you did see it, uh, let me know. Text me. Some of you have my number. Text me. Hit me up on Twitter. Uh, all the Instagrams. Um, I'm going to keep keep talking about Captain Marvel because I'm, I'm excited that this movie's around. And honestly, we're gearing up for, for Avengers. Endgame is around the corner. Uh, we are in the home stretch of Endgame. It's going to be pretty epic. We're going to have some pretty cool things going on to get ready for Avengers Endgame. And uh, I'm hoping to start a new series of episodes in the meantime. And I'm going to tease these now for everybody who's listening. Uh, mostly because so you can either, A, tell me that you really are excited and you want to hear me talk about this stuff. Or B, you can tell me, oh my god, please don't do that. That sounds like a nightmare. Uh, but I'm planning on doing a series of episodes. Uh, I'm rough, I've t- have tentatively decided to title it Marvel Before Marvel. Uh, and this will be an exploration, <laughs> and I use that word lightly, <laughs> of the Marvel films that came before the Marvel Cinematic Universe. And I'm going all the way back. We're doing the Dolph Lundgren Punisher. We're doing the rubber suit Captain America. Uh, we're going to talk about Roger Corman's Fantastic Four. We're going to get through all of those. We're going to get into the, the Sam Raimi Spider-Mans and the, the Brian Singer X-Men films. And, and we're going to talk about Blade. Because in my opinion, Blade was the first Marvel movie they got right. Uh, so we're, we're going to talk about all these things. And uh, I'm, I'm hoping that'll be a fun little series that I can... Something I can kind of do when my schedule stinks like it does currently. And, and I want to try to coordinate with, with, with one of my wonderful friends to sit with me. I can just talk about Dolph Lundgren's Punisher movie by myself for probably at least 20, 30 minutes on my own. Because uh, I have thoughts. I have opinions and I have feelings. And they've been festering inside of me for a long time. So I got to get them out, and I'm I'm hoping you guys will think this is a good idea. Let me know. Tell me I'm a lunatic. Uh, but otherwise, uh, thanks for sitting in a, a short show today. You know, when it's just me, I, I don't want to I don't want to drag things out too long. But there will be a discussion episode of Captain Marvel where we where we do get into uh, more of the plot details, more of the story specifics. But I still want to give some people some time. I know it did a ton of money this weekend, but not everybody's seen it yet. And that's when we're, we're going to have the conversation. I want to give everyone a chance to kind of see it and, and, and digest and process it and, and come up with things. And uh, I'll probably even solicit uh, comments from some of you lovely, lovely people who I know listen to the show. So, yeah, we're, we're going to try and make it a big discussion as much as we can with everybody involved. So please reach out. Hit me up. Uh, social media is the easiest way. Yeah, social media. Or if you, if you know me, know me, you can text me. We'll talk about it. All right, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to wrap it up. Uh, you guys all take care of yourselves. I hope to talk to you very, very soon. And, uh, hey, Captain Marvel. Go, Captain Marvel. Bye. Prove you're not a scroll. <laughs>